final USFL to NFL signings have been settled as the calm after the storm is here. We're going to give you all the thoughts on practice squad and full roster signings of the USFL have landed, plus some of our other thoughts and missed items that we didn't get to since we've been off air. It is episode 66 of the USFL podcast, and it starts right now. One, two, three. Coming in, ladies and gentlemen, everybody who has been missing us, we're glad to see you back on here for episode 66 of the USFL podcast. I'm Zach Conlon, sitting in here for hosting duties after a long hiatus off for both of us. As of course, I got the other man on the opposite side of the chair and one of my best friends in the world, the ref himself, sitting across or in some way on the screen next to me. Good to see you, my bud. Look, uh, you brought this up perfectly when we jumped on camera. Again, we haven't we've been talking, but we haven't jumped on camera in well over a month. Um, we switch places <laughs> on the facial hair department. <laughs> if no one said that in the t- about that in the tease, so whoever is the first to comment that, uh, I, someone's going to bring it up, but yeah, uh, you and I <laughs> have decided to flip how this looks. This wasn't planned by the way. We did this impromptu post July 14th. Well, we talked about it on the last episode that we recorded that I was going to start maybe growing out a beard. I'd possibly quite potentially give it three or possibly and you, and four and you've weeks. you've done a solid job. And I've you've done, done it. I've done it. it. You know, I didn't clean up. I've told you I've been a little bit under the weather. You can see I'm a little bit pale face, but I did not expect you to come into this baby face, fresh and ready to go. That was not on, on my 2023 bingo card, but here we're we are episode 66 of the USFL podcast. Whew, feels good, man. You, you, you move out to Arizona and eventually it gets a little <laughs> bit hotter and hotter and hotter. Look, man, I mean, we're not fully out, but like early, mid-August, it was hitting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I don't want the beard. And then I made another excuse that I, I do have some gray hairs on my chin as a 28-year-old. But I was like, nah, this is hot. And so we, we cut this whole thing off. Uh, it's been about a month now. Um, it's been okay. People at my office are still freaking out because they're not used to me <laughs> with this. My security card still has a beard. So like I've made jokes in the office. I'm like, Hey, uh, we're just testing security. See how <laughs> accurate you guys are <laughs> is all maybe I do the test with a driver's license, but yeah, uh, baby face Zach has arrived. Um, he's back on air. Um, what I should say, and this is part of the show. Um, it's about just kind of how the show is going to look maybe moving forward for my end of it. Um, I'm not going away. Uh, is the thing, but some of you may know, uh, my new occupation I got back in March, it is much more of a commitment than previous ones I've had. Uh, it also is a very unique time commitment. Uh, a lot of stuff outside of, outside of this show. I can't really control some schedules and items. I have to be available. So availability and me being on the show will maybe not be as common as it's been the last two years, which does hurt, but me being able to do the show still in a capacity, for example, spring stock, summer stock, all those meetups we do, I ain't going away. I'm still going to be for those, sure. But like, I ain't gone. I'm just telling you, you might see a little more of some other guests, but Stefan or the ref, as you know him, he's going to be your main face moving forward. I just, we need to bring that up because we've been talking about this on the side too. Um, 
and post summer stock, it's uh, definitely some things have changed to where I've had to adjust a lot of things off air. Not even just this show, like other creative endeavors I do. I've had to also completely adjust how I do them, but it is life. So just wanted to give people that update while we're here uh, moving forward. So it's not like a surprise if I'm like gone for weeks on end or something like that. It won't be the same, but you'll be back. Here's the thing, folks. You know, we teased it earlier this year. We talked about possibly having different shows at different times of the week. So we're not going to announce anything yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned. The Zach, of course, the Zach, the Zach ain't going nowhere. You're just going to see a little bit less of them. We're still bros. And I mean, spring stock three. You know, Zachy oh. boy ain't going to miss spring stock three oh, for I the trilogy. Any of I can't miss any of these. Like I said, the live shows, dude, if I miss those, I would never forgive myself. Simple as that. You know, I'm going to be there for two, maybe third. Like I said, we're still, we're still talking Detroit, <laughs> the motor city meetup again, like was fascinating last year. So like that one, it's a little bit different, but the other two, like, you know, we're guaranteed spring and summer stock. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. isn't going away, you know? It ain't going away. I'm going to be there, man. And season Minimal three going to be there. It still blows me away to be talking about season three, season three of the USFL. It was, you know, just a f- couple years ago when we started this little shindig and we were going into season one. It had been so long since we've seen a professional league, a, a spring league, make it to the end of a season, get to the championship. And it was nearly 40 years since we saw one make it to season two. We saw the USFL get there. Man. They became the first league in nearly 40 years to finish a season two. And now we're going to be the first spring league in nearly 40 years to kick off a season three. Now, season four, uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. That's, I mean, woo, but we can't get ahead of it just yet. Part of the process here, Zach, well, hey, you know what? We're going to skip the housekeeping items. You guys know what to do. Yeah, Follow I mean, us you... on social media, at USFL News, or at USFL Podcast, bing, bang, boom, boom, sign us up. I, if anything, I was just glad to be back. But like, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. Like, yeah, guys, look, we'll, we'll get back. We'll be back in the swing of things with the plugs. You know, it's, you know, that ain't going away either. They but, know the drill uh, by now. Anyway. Dude, they know the drill. They know the drill. And it's in the description, by the way, yeah, of any of our duh. videos. By the way, subscribe on our YouTube channel. You know, hey, click the bell. It builds morale. There hey, you go. Get signed it's up. Not like we didn't popularize that or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, season three is around the corner and yes you are absolutely right we have not seen this really in terms of a true spring separated not funded by the nfl league because again i'm not mashing the wlaf in there Mm -hmm. some people do i do not but the usfl its last iteration lasted three years we have not seen something like that last three years since well the new version 2.0 the og as we used to call it in the 80s that's the one that is kind of holding that benchmark of the three seasons we're going to hit that and we're hitting it in a pretty good spot, I feel like, for the future beyond season three. This isn't just season three. This is just another year of growth building towards what is and lies ahead. Um, a lot of stuff that I would say people have kind of brought up as rumor. I'm, we don't talk about that right now because it's early off season still. But like, people have things that we feel like they're going to move in the right direction. We definitely know they're going to move in the right direction. Uh, and it's been feeling good. And I think a lot of this uh, usual 
for example, spring free agent to NFL signing talk that we're going to talk today. I think that just highlights it's the final product of what this matters for in terms of the overall football landscape, not just for fans, but like coaches, players, folks that have been fighting for a new another system to get outside of the NFL's professional grasp on football. It's been great. And we're now going to get a third year coming up, ne- argu- supposedly next April, if we're going to keep following that same trend. Mm-hmm. And we'll kick it off again. Right. And do the same thing with stars that will be now around for three years that we'll bring up today, by the way. Right. And what we're seeing is USFL legends in the making. We, we joked about potentially speculated on a Hall of Fame. And sure, we'll see people from the OG USFL inducted in that if that ever happens. But, I mean... The guys that we're seeing sign on to season three right now are potentially or possibly if that happens, going to be the guys that get entered in there when that, you know, in in 10 years from now. Right. Right. You know, last year we saw a good chunk of guys get signed from the USFL to the NFL. This year is no different. Over 40 players still counting 40 players and still counting have signed NFL contracts. 15 have made the initial NFL cut down this week, Zach. I mean, this is big news. Two on the final rosters, 12 in the practice squad. And again, this we look back to last year. It, If my memory serves me correctly, it was in those first couple weeks into the NFL season that we were still seeing guys get brought into rosters, into practice squad positions. But right off the get-go, I mean, I, I'd say these are some pretty good numbers considering that the league just finished up just uh, just, just not too long ago. It feels right. like an eternity for you and I, Zach, because we haven't done a show in a while. But in reality, two short months away, maybe not even, and we have guys that are going to be out on the NFL fe- field this coming weekend. I, yes. Crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're going to have one of them that's funny enough how the Cowboys have required it with Brandon Aubrey, him getting his role, beating out, beating out competition and landing that three-year deal to be a Cowboy and to be the guy kicking for Dallas. And then, of course, you also have the second one on this list being LeBron Ray from the Stars landing on the 53-man roster for the Panthers. So great to see it. And I think you're absolutely right. Your Your talk on the fact that we know how this works. You're going to see more guys spring football wise. I'll just mention the broad spectrum because there's been some impressive stuff, not just for us, but the entire spectrum. We have over hundred players from spring football leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, over 40, just from the USFL alone that have landed on rosters in some way, shape or form during training camp. And according to my numbers, just thinking on this, it's over 30 total on practice squads or that land on 53 man rosters right. between the two major leagues. That is an amazing feat for guys looking to get extra film and opportunity. And that's the main thing. It's to get extra learning experience film to show off to folks that it's like, Hey, some of these items you get in the spring, you can't get on a practice squad mm-hmm, field. Mm-hmm. It helps you get there. If you want to get that extra chance still, because practice squads are basically the next man up mentality in the NFL. But you have to get there by doing the extra work and showing off why you deserve to be out there with those guys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
you know, and then the 53 roster through 53 man rosters, that's the best of the best. Right. And like you did all your work to get land there, period. And this is why we love spring football. This is why you and I, Zach, do what we do, because we love talking about opportunities like this. And I mean, the USFL, right. the XFL, no matter what, I mean, tip of the hat to you, sign you up. I mean, looking at the USFL list right here, I mean, the Stallions and the Panthers, funny enough, I, dude, they are just fill stacking up the board here you know coming from the practice squad the stallions they have alex magoo with the packers austin watkins with the browns and lorenzo burns with the browns panthers dj montgomery with the colts caden davis with the cardinals levi bell with the seahawks josh butler with the cowboys i mean that's not all because we know we're also going all in with the gamblers josh peterson getting signed up with his dad over at the jacksville jaguars mm -hmm. and i'm i'm gonna screw this name you know if i'm gonna run the gauntlet i might as well take the gamble here on this one as well take the gamble man uh, what we got maya shelton i know that's probably wrong with the new york jets so i apologize in advance but i mean this is exactly what you like to see because we've already seen the leagues of success on the field it's a success on the broadcast right the announcers are good the broadcasting elements are good. The ratings are solid. And it's also a success when it comes to these players' dreams, right? This is right. what a lot of these guys, you know, they wanted one more opportunity, another opportunity even, to sh showcase your skills. Because like you said, Zach, these are finite positions. These are limited capability here where, you know, a 53 man roster and that practice squad beyond that before the, uh, the USFL and the XFL was around, maybe a shot in the CFL, but beyond that, I mean, that's it, right? right. You have your footage, but every year that footage gets a little bit older and not to say that your skills are any different, but you know, scouts, recruiters, things like that are looking at that and say, well, this, this film's from two years ago. How do I know? How do I know? What is the, what is the freshest look I can get? That, exactly. That's the scouts. That is the scouts big, most, I would think vital job is what is the freshest take I can give to a staff when I make a per or GM, when I make a personnel decision. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what that does. What even the XFL does, of course, both of them have been contributing. Um, since the USFL started, they have over a hundred signings over the last two years, mm -hmm. which is an incredible feat. The league, highlighted recently as well so props to them as well I, I know as long as we have both these leagues around both of them are going to keep hitting milestone after milestone uh but the usfl it's fast it's fantastic they've hit well over 100 going into year three and that's not going to stop anytime soon with more in professional football and more quality starters you're going to keep getting that kind of cycle back through but, or come in and brand new faces to this league but here's here's what i want to know what do we got to do? Who do we got to talk to with the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, James Larson, you should be ashamed of your team. I don't know what's going on over there because I'll tell you this, Zachy boy, 31 of 32 NFL teams assigned a player directly from USFL teams, except for the Minnesota Vikings. Now I'll tell I, you this, my Detroit Lions did their part. Your Chicago Bears they did their part. They, I mean, Demarcus Gates is still on the Bears. I I root for him anytime I get a chance. So, Minnesota. Yeah, Vikings. I don't know what's up with the 
don't know, it's the Vikings, dude. Like the one North team that can't get it together. <laughs> you know, and I will acknowledge, I'll acknowledge that they still have signed spring guys. Abram Smith is the talk of the town. He was there in Minnesota. I wish he would stay on the roster, but that's a different sort for the USFL. Hey, Minnesota, what are you doing, man? Come on, get another look. You're three, you got another chance. Hell, someone, I don't wish for injuries. No one should, and no one should expect them, but they do happen in leagues. If you need somebody, there's a lot of good talents, and there's time, because, you know, the USFL doesn't have its contracts roll over until the end of the year, so you got time to sign on somebody. You know, if you need them, they're there. Oh, yeah. So I I, I have a feeling I'm going to... If I had a gambling t- like slip, I'll throw it in. I, I uh, I'm gonna take that by Jan by December 31st of this year. We will see all 32 teams officially have marked one USFL player down for signing. Yeah, one way or another, practice squad or 53 man roster. So I'm ho- I'm putting it in. I know it didn't happen last year, but I'm I'm rolling the dice. I'm gonna leave this We're as close. my statement on this show. We're close. We're only one away. We're only one away. One away. You know, you know, Daryl Johnston, president of the USFL. We had a chance to speak with him not too long ago at Summerstock Two. Yeah. Here's what he had to say on all of these signings. These are more than just numbers. They're individual success stories, and they prove that the USFL works and is here to stay. Zach. I don't know. I tend to agree. We've been talking about the proofs in the pudding. It seems to work across the board. It works for the players. It works for the coaches. It works for the NFL. It works for the NFL and their coaches and their playing staffs. We're seeing opportunities all across the board. Does this seem like an indicator that the, the USFL is on solid ground? And then we'll continue to see this year over year. I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I mean, it does to me. I don't think anyone can argue me otherwise. I mean, keeping that in mind, we've had two years now. One of them, again, you know, if we're talking about, I think one of the biggest conversations going into this offseason in particular was what, are the, what was the signing signings going to look like? Like, was the NFL going to key in on one of these spring leagues and just stick with those? I think that was the final right. hurdle for me to see if we truly were going to have some problem. And yes, one did have more. The XFL did get more signings. I'll, I will acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that 40-plus players, you know, it wasn't like some massive blowout margin. There was still a pretty competitive amount of players getting from one of these le- from the USFL to the NFL. Trust me, we can, we can live with two of them. For sure. Oh, 100%. Uh, to me, whatever that proved, like, yeah, you have that delay in the end of the season. But to me, all that proved was scouts still look at the USFL just as serious as the XFL. Mm. And that whatever scenario fits the best, like once these signing, once these guys release like early July, if I can get them, I'll get them. Like we'll fill them in. Oh, sure. You know, so no, it, it proved to me they're staying in terms of the eyes of the NFL teams. Uh, it proved to me it's staying in terms of the fans, because I think they also look at that and go, oh, which one looks more professional? Oh, you know, I think it looked in that way towards free agents that are signed to these leagues. I think that's a crucial step, because if you're a guy, for example, and we'll talk about a few of these uh USFL draft deep signings that came up since we've last talked, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's something you look at is go, well, do I think this is going to be my opportunity? Trust me, whichever one you pick, it's more now feels like preference over the fact that you're going to get like mess missing an opportunity. I right, feel right, one right. way or the other, you're going to get, that's a how it came off this off season. It's more about how you perform in whatever opportunity fits best for you. Right. So that, that to me signified that this year, I also think if we're talking overall business, I've said this to death, I believe fully in the USFL business model. I think it's smart. I know some people get frustrated on a few of the items, but to me, 
sustainability. We're going into year three. Right. I have no qual. In my eyes, I know there's some things that are still on the horizon that we talked about in our, one of our last shows about like uh, TV talk and all that. I think we're going to get into easily year three, four, five onward. I every, every year that passes, I have less and less of that back of my mind doom and gloom feeling because that means you get another year added on stability. Folks will recognize this stuff and it doesn't go away and it keeps growing in some way, shape or form year over year. Mm-hmm. So no, it ain't going away. This is, this is definitely something that is staying. Like I, I said it last year, I fully say this with even more, I think aggressive nature than even the year prior. It's staying. Yeah. This isn't going anywhere. I mean, the U S spells here and you love to see it because here's one other thing that, you know, before we jump into re-signings away from the NFL and all of this. So we, we just got done talking about all of the players that they got, that got their shot from season two and are moving on to the NFL this year, but we still have seven players who signed on to the NFL from the USFL season one who are still with NFL teams. You're right. Do you want to go through those? I know I kind of gauntleted and ran over the rest of the list. I, I know I'm like kicking. We, you know what it is. You, you dropped the beard. I took the beard. I'm, I'm like taking point on the players and the You're names. taking the point on the show. I don't know what's going on <laughs> here anymore. It's Zach's show, but the beard says that it's really yeah. mine because that's like Zach. He used to have it. Uh, no, I mean, the only thing I'll go back to and touch on from like us running through the sure. practice squad signings is this, it's, the only, it's two things. First, Josh Pearson gets to still coach play with his dad. It's on practice squad. So he didn't get killed. The other one, Austin Watkins, dude, one of the best preseason seasons. I think you can ever mention in recent history that we thought about. Mm-hmm. And he had to put it, go on a practice squad receiver. If anything, that shows you how cutthroat the receiver position is. Right. Just going to put it out there for a guy that laid the numbers he did in the three games he played and still got cut and was saying, you know what? At least you're a practice squad guy. That's where that one. I'm like, Hey, I'm glad he signed. Like, Ugh. right. I really thought that was a 53 man roster player, not a, well, we'll wait until your next man up mentality, but that's the cutthroat nature of that position. Oh yeah. I just wanted to lay it out before we really moved on. Because that was a signing that everyone was like, oh, my God, why did he not get held on that roster? Right, right, right. He balled out. No, good call out. Good call out. Straight up. I mean, it'll be interesting as we get into the NFL uh, season coming up this weekend. I'm curious, not a full speculation zone, but I wonder, do we see ads for the USFL on Fox? I mean, I'm thinking they will happen again. I hope so. I mean, if I'm in speculation, like, to me, no matter what happens in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. We'll get some teases for sure. For it's sure. Happen. Maybe not like they don't host the Super Bowl this year. So like we aren't going to get that, you know, drop right during the Super Bowl. But at least we're going to we'll get teases, man. Yeah, we're, I, I I think so. I'm looking forward How to early. It. I think that's the speculation. How early do we get? Them? I know I'm hoping no. I hope we get some new ones. I hope we get some little hints before, and teases before week and, before week nine. Yeah. Can we do like halfway into the season and then start just dropping them? This year, I'm fine with that's that. That's what I want. I'm fine with that too. Yeah, that's what I want. I'm fine with that too. So, Sorry, I we both took or a segue also the here. fact we we'll get to talk. What's the new uh, marketing strategy this year? Because are you going to use the same one as last year? Uh, real pros, real football for real fans, mm-hmm. or do you change it up? I don't know. They did, it's two different years in a row. You could do another one. Right. I, I'm fascinated. Maybe that was talked in those LA meetings that had happened over the last uh, month or so mm. since we've been out. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> possibly so sorry we both took a little bit of a segue there seven players still in the in the u.s in the nfl that were usl signings over the last two c or from last year 
which is an excellent number as well. The only one actually that I couldn't tell, and I'll, I'll mention this later. Let me get to the seven just to list them off. Uh, so we've got Clevante Turpin still in his three-year deal. There are actually a lot of talks he's going to get more playing time this year because, remember, he's an offensive weapon. His main claim to fame last year as a, as a pro bowler was for special teams. Mm-hmm. But Cowboys fans, if you go to Cowboys Twitter right now, all they talk about is how do we get Cavante Turpin? That's one of their key points. How do we get Cavante in more involved in the offensive setup? So keep an eye on that this year. Uh, you also have Pittsburgh Mowers long snapper Mitchell Fabroni. He's with Denver with the Denver Broncos. The Gamblers, they have or the Gamblers Michael Abernathy. He's now on Arizona. He originally was with Green Bay, but he's still in the NFL. Still making his shot and getting his shot with other teams. Philadelphia Stars offensive lineman Alex. Akinbalu is with the Washington Commanders right now. Stars receiver Maurice Alexander, he's not leaving Detroit. He had another great off. He had another fantastic preseason and was also really solid in the regular season as a special teamer. He's not going anywhere. Nope. He's right back in Detroit again. So good for you, Eustafan. You get to hold on. I hope on we get to see one. some of that magic this Thursday against those Kansas City Chiefs. Make them cry at home. Restore the roar 17 and 0, baby. Let's go. It's coming up. Maybe a fast start right out of the gate. Yes. Get him with the kickoff. Yeah. Sign us up. Oh, God. Hey. Make it happen. Will it into reality? <laughs> get that for get that one double whammy. The league social can hit on that, too. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, Gamblers defensive tackle Dominique Davis. He's still with the Cincinnati Bengals and Birmingham Stallions linebacker Demarcus Gates. I'm still glad he's with Chicago. He got signed on last year. Did make it to the 53-man roster. At one point, he's back on the practice squad this year. But I'm hoping personally he gets back up to that 53 man. But because I'll be frank with you, to me, beyond the starting linebacking core in Chicago, they don't really have much depth. And I think they undervalue him. So I'm hoping he gets back up. He was also mentioned as a good special teams player. So, uh, yeah, I hope he gets back up and gets back on one of our lines on punt team or kickoff or kickoff return. So good to see seven. The other one I was waiting on, I didn't see him. Maybe I just missed this in the cuts or something. I thought Chris Odom was either put on IR he was put on IR last year mm-hmm. so I didn't see where he went unless they just let him go behind the scenes but I'm kind of I'm gonna have to look up do some extra research because that would be number eight mm-hmm. but he was on IR right 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 so I don't know what his status was going into this year and I didn't really check the Cleveland Browns cut down mm-hmm. sheet as quickly so maybe we'll check it by the end of the show I'll get that picked up but that's the only other one I have a question mark because Odom was Odom was touted as like a big signing right. and didn't get his shot. So I'm hoping he gets to, um, but keep that in mind. Anyway, seven guys still on here. Plus now, if you want to add on terms of active rosters, that up moves up to nine mm-hmm. total. Plus of course, plenty of practice squad guys, you know, bring that total. If we want to add it, that is now 21 players total in the U S from the U S of L either last year or this year in league in some way, shape or form. So right on good stuff, which again, you love to see it. And actually uh, we have a quote here, another quote from president Daryl Johnston. You want to go through that here? Yes. Let's read it off. Uh, Let's see. President Daryl Johnston said, we're proud that the USFL provides life-changing NFL opportunities. The 2022 USFL MVP, Kevante Turpin turned his opportunity into being an all pro for the Dallas Cowboys. But Cavante was only one of 24 USFL players last year who were either on active NFL rosters or practice squads. We're, th- we're thrilled that the 2023 USFL players like Brandon Aubrey, LeBrian Ray, and many others are carrying on this legacy of success in the NFL, which 
They should be for sure. You know? So landing out hell, if I want to even add on even more on people that I was like wondering about with preseason, Alex Magoo had a great finish, but it sucked that he had to take a bunch of his time got taken by Sean Clifford. And I, I know that he came off real quick and it's whatever right. quarterbacks, another cutthroat, but I'm like, mm, why do you, why do you give my boy like limited snaps? You it's know? a damn shame. They're going to regret it. But he's it. on a roster. Yeah. That's all that matters. 100%. Here's the, here's the one thing I was thinking about this whole preseason, by the way. And I want to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. For QBs in particular, remember, the NFL this year changed the rule right. that they want an emergency quarterback. So if you have three on the roster in preseason, I know the Patriots did this a little weird, but you know notice a trend? A lot of teams, yeah, they cut their third QB, but uh, they got to have a third one. Right. So you're almost guaranteed, unless you like really screwed up in preseason, to come back on the practice squad and you're guaranteed a spot because they have to have that third one. Right. Or they, in theory, want to have that third one on the practice squad to be that emergency QB sitting on, on the sideline. So in theory, Alex Magoo, yes, he's a practice squad player, but in reality, he's kind of like a pseudo-active member of Green Bay that's going to be on the ro- on the sideline every Sunday. Which? in some At least somewhat nearby or, oh, yeah. I believe, partially in, street, in game close. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Ready to play. And, I mean, you never like to see an injury, but you know what? He, if he's there and he's willing and he's ready – you know they're going to put him into play. Uh, I mean, Damn right. we've seen what it was the last year where they ran out of players. It was, uh, it gets bad. <laughs> it gets bad. There's a reason San for San Francisco these learned the hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, no, I mean, astute point there because, um, you know, from you know, the the reality, yeah, he's on the practice squad, but he's a lot closer to that active roster than it might seem, just on face value. But either way, either way. I mean, the NFL, the USFL, a partnership made in heaven. I mean, everything seems to be working, you know, in in the way that everybody would expect it. You know, the players are getting their shot. The teams are getting more players to work with. We already heard the president, Daryl Johnston, talk uh, at the press conference during the championship that they'd like to explore avenues on how they might be able to acquire rights of players that would still, the teams would still retain their rights. If they go back to the NFL, we, I think at least a couple of years out on something like that, but it all goes kind of back to the mission statement of let's make a league and let's make sure that it works for everybody involved. The qual crawl, walk, run mentality all across mm-hmm. the board and we're already like hitting some good strides two years in going on to three. You love to see no, it getting signed you up. Do. Now, what I also love to see, and again, catching up. Now, some of these, I don't know how much, and you mentioned a few of them in your live streams, mm. but I'm going to bring them up just because it's been a little while since sure, you and I have yeah. chatted. But we got to talk about these other re- signings in the USFL because, look, it's also off season time now for these teams. You know, we aren't going to expect the next draft until arguably February of next year. So it's time to sign on some guys. Resign, not just resign, but also you get a chance to sign on new folks. Mm-hmm. We have multiple signings from the previous draft class that are landing now, and we get to go through that. So, you know, I've been kind of trying to tally some of the ones that are bigger names for the re-signings because, I mean, some of these are big deals. Right. Guys that I think we were waiting to catch again or maybe did, or maybe hoping would come back if they didn't get their shot in the NFL. Um in particular, two of them are Stallions players right off the bat. Jamar Smith, Marlon Williams. Mm-hmm. Both those guys out with injury game one. Bobby Holly. Right. Three of them. All game ones, all game one guys that were starters last year, key pieces of the 2021 championship team, they're in. Right. 
it's weird feeling like the Stallions are kind of being like locking down a team that, that Zach Potter already perfected. Oh yeah. And saying, Oh yeah, don't worry, Magoo's gone. We still got Jamar. Oh, that's, I mean, the, we saw Jay Moore on the back in the background. Don't worry. I mean, the stallions are stacked. I, I mean, we, everybody should know for the fact that they had so many injuries and still went on to go back to back and do it pretty convincingly. I mean, there was a couple games in the middle of the season where it looked like, uh Oh, but they, they only lost one extra game than they did the year prior and lost home home game advantage throughout the season. So uh, but yeah, they're locking down their players. Uh, to add on to that, we also have Christian McFar- McFarland, JoJo Tillery. Uh, we're, I mean, the Maulers and the Generals really are going overtime now. The Generals is no surprise. Yes. We saw them last season. They were the. I think they were the ones that kind of put everybody on alert. Oh, we can sign players because they were just signing people like right out the gate. Before <laughs> right. we before we jump down uh, further that far though, we also have the Showboats. TJ Neal, Greg Reeves joining on board. But here's a big one, I think, for the stars. Jordan Sewell re-signing for season three. Uh, I mean, you know, your quarterback's only as good as your receiver. And Jordan Sewell's kind of the receiver that you want to have out there. Uh, And, you know, the well, we don't know if Case Cook is going to be out for, is going to be returned for season three. But if he is, you know he's going to want to have as many targets as he can so they don't have a repeat of what they just went through your Panthers, <laughs> Sean Mahone, Walter Pamore, Paul Moore. You know me. I can't get a name right. If I tried, that's Paul, it's Paul Moore, but I mean, you corrected yourself. Yeah, so. there we go. Sign me that's up. Good. We yeah, locking down some defensive pieces and that's kind of a, I would say that's kind of the trend for some of the, uh, some of the pan for some of these teams, I think is just a lot of getting what was working for them mm. in particular. So like, like I said, Panthers have those two locked down, the Maulers, you mentioned, like I said, they they continue on just being this team that like really wants to keep their core together. And really, I think that the Maulers, in terms of teams, I felt like really gelled well, like organizational wise last year, guys that really buy into like what their message is. Right. Mo- Pittsburgh was one of them, like easily. That was a and that was we saw that in the role reversal of last year's going from worst to first. Well, worst to first, at least in the conference. Right. Or the, the division. So. You know, like guys like getting Eli Walker back, you know, Trey Walker, Madre London, I see your players back, Dale Warren, uh, Matt Seibert, who was injured most of the year. I'm actually fascinated to see if he can get healthy and stay healthy for the course of the year, because I feel like he can be vital if they incorporate him more into an offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. Him and John Tomlinson can get things down bit bit by bit. And I'm fascinated, the, whatever the QB position looks like for them this year, I do, I felt like they were moving in the right direction as the year went on. Tor Thomason was starting to open up the playbook a bit. Right. So I'm wondering if year three, we see them just continue to move up and up mm-hmm. even with uh GM Lonnie young moving on to different pastures. That was the only big loss I felt for a guy that I thought recruited so much talent and retained so much talent, did a great job building that roster up. It's too bad. We only get to see him for one year in the USFL. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's a, it's an unfortunate loss for the team. But you know what? I think they'll they'll rebound the father son coaching duo in there. I think that helps, right? Especially when it comes to uh, one of the points you brought up of is getting players to adopt that message. I mean, you have such a united front when it comes to the coaching core that mm-hmm. I think it, it, it helps kind of get people to fall in line or get adopt that idea, right? Yeah. Um, now the generals, we we talked about this last year. They just jumped right into it. Like I said, I. I I'm almost positive they were the first signing and there was just like they put one out and then it was just like every day they were signing people doing th- all sorts of things. 
Uh, this year, look at this list already. Chris Orr, Shalom Luani, Alonzo Moore, Paris Ford, pair of tight ends here, Woody Brandon Brambin, uh, and Braden Bowman, both, I mean, both solid players. Now you still yes. get them both, uh, which one thing about spring league, not, I don't think it gets talked about enough. Tight ends are, dude, they like deliver when it comes to spring football, especially I think in this USFL right. season this past year, it's like tight end was the position to target. And they, I mean, they were showing up. I'm, I'm surprised we didn't see more of these guys move on to the NFL or get better looks, but Hey, you know what? That's why the USFL is around. Now that guy still has a chance to play and earn a living next year and forever and so years that, that it's another great beauty of the uh, spring leagues is if you want to keep continuing your playing career too, you know, you can, you know, based off how we've seen the numbers grow, especially when they union, especially the unionization and things that will come with that mm -hmm. last year, that's only going to help with stabilizing what can be like a career move. If you wanted to continue playing there and if you couldn't say you, you know, you didn't get your NFL opportunity, but you were a damn good player here. You like playing for you like to play, you know, you can live and continue to do that for a nice chunk of the year. Right. So it's really good good doing that way. And I mean, the generals, I'll tell you one thing, much like the Maulers in this sense, the generals defense is a very cohesive group of guys that they, they just love playing with each other. It seems like, cause I mean, you're seeing it right off the gate, you know, Mike Riley's getting got getting all pro talents of Chris or Shalom Wani back Paris Ford, who's been one of the better safeties in this league for set for the last two years now, now as well. You have Alonzo Moore, and I'm hoping for more sake in their offense, they can find a little more consistency. You know, as we've talked, kind of felt discombobulated last year. I'm hoping that this is in this next year they find some bedrock to stay with. That, and of course, we've talked about that. Luckily, they get to keep Darius Victor on the roster as well. So that was a good re-sign as well. Glad that he's going to be in the league, the 2021 Offensive Player of the Year. And then, uh, you know, the linebacking core getting solidified with Orr, having that group together. It's good. Mm -hmm. Defensive side of things, you have to be thrilled if you're a Generals fan. Right. That these guys are sticking together. Your two top, the top, two of the top safeties in the league are going to be back there once more. So excellent news. Yeah. You know, top three linebacker back. Again, I can't say enough. That These are the Generals in terms of offseason signing so far. It's still early in the year for this. Mm -hmm. Oh, They're great. doing a great job. Right, right. <laughs> They've done a great job. Right on. And this is just people re-signing. Re-signing yes. from season two or season one into season three. We also have a whole list of free agent signings, right? And that's not all. You know, the, yeah. the old Billy Mays used to say. <laughs> a little bit of the extra tech on. Yeah. We got some more coming down the pipeline. And uh, not again, still early, but not shocked at some of these. The one that I think this one stands out because a lot of people had a combo on it. Mm -hmm. And again, with two leagues now existing going into this offseason and some contracts, statuses could be different than others in the USFL we've seen or XFL. You know, we'll see this as we go on. We actually have someone from the XFL joining the USFL this year, Daniel Joseph, mm -hmm. who contributed for the Sea Dragons last season. Uh, he's joining the Stallions as a defensive end. So Zach Potter and company getting a talks. Uh, Joseph was released by the Sea Dragons post the year's end. So he was a free agent moving on for any league at that point. Uh, moving to other ones, uh, the Showboats, two signings so far. These are all confirmed. The last section were key guys. There's way more guys that have been signed on. that, But these the ones from the previous section, ones that I'm like, okay, I recognize these guys as veterans that were all major or pretty good contributors last year. This section is everyone that's been signed free agent-wise. It's brand new 
and listed their school. You know, if you see a transaction on X, Twitter, whatever you call it, that lists the school next to it, they're brand new in the league. Mm -hmm. If it's a veteran, they don't even list the school. They list just the veteran's name and what he's being signed to. So these are new guys fully. Showboats, they signed Chance Lytle, guard from Duke. They've also signed one of the latest three USFL draft picks that have been signed on since we last talked. Now, uh, Gunnar Oaks was recently signed on before we did before we did our previous show. He got mm-hmm. signed or before this new show, but during one of your live streams, you got to chat about this, that Oaks got signed on to the Panthers, which, again, I talked about it when he got drafted. I wanted him to see him on that roster that last year. I'm glad they picked him up. Mm-hmm. So glad to see that. But the Boats pick up a free safety in Antonio or TJ Fletcher from Southern Illinois. He was the 75th overall pick from last year's draft. Which, or this previous season's draft. Which you love to see it, right? We And we spoke about that when we did our la- live draft show. Look, we're probably not going to see a lot of these guys sign right away into the last season. And we saw a couple, but not uh, not a lot, right? But we said going into the year after and maybe two, three years after the draft, that's where you'll start seeing it. And I'll say we're seeing yeah. a good amount. We're seeing a good amount join on now again because the draft took place right as training camp was about to start it wouldn't make sense for them to join last year anyway worse but it's all coming together i love it when a good plan comes to that together zacky boy now you know what i'll I'll put myself on the mine on this one here the stars they're signing azuya alu fohai how did i do zach you think i did well uh that's about how i would have pronounced it you know what? Not bad. Not bad. You know what? I'll take it. I think I'm fairly accurate here. Uh, coming from West Georgia. Again, some of these schools, uh, I, I like the picks here. Phil Sala going to the Panthers tackle from Fordham. Is that, mm-hmm. uh, do, did I get the school right? I don't even know how good yeah, I'm doing no, there. No, Fordham's right. Okay, good. Fordham's I thought right. so. Uh, <laughs> Fordham's correct. But you know how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little all in. All in. We got a trio of gamblers here. Richard, uh, Richard Bowens from Saginaw Valley State. Jai Nun Little from uh, Kentucky State. And Jakari Robertson from Bowling Green. Bowling yeah, Green. No, so I'm feeling no kidding, pretty good man. about all those picks. Now, we talk... Uh, I'm feeling all in. You know how I feel about next season, Zach. 12 and 0. 12 and 0. 12 and 0 again. And then we're going 24 and 0, 36 and 0. I don't know about the 48 and 0, but I'm feeling pretty good on the 36 and 0. But it all starts with 12 and 0, all in. Every day is a brand new prediction to be perfect. Yeah. No, it's going to be good. That, that, that is the world of the Gamblers fan. The answer it's is the always brand- yes. Your your freaking sting song, man. It's the starting of a brand <laughs> new day. There we go. It doesn't matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's that's a, that's been the busiest team for brand new besides the generals. What is with the generals every offseason since we've had this now two series mm. in a row? They have been like, we gotta pick everybody up. Yep. Just don't get penalized for the draft again. That's all I'm gonna warn you. Right. I know one man in New Jersey right now who does his own show with one of our <laughs> colleagues from USFL Newsroom who will not be happy if they lose an early draft pick because someone got greedy in the transactions again. Well, I'll tell so you, they probably have that little box to check now when they're going through the list of things to do just to make <laughs> sure they, everything's on the right. we oversell right. the slots? Yeah, everything, everything's good. It's on the up and up. We're not going to get a little slap on the wrist. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think I'm feeling pretty good. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Hey, we got a whole you know, off season to go. <laughs> Either way, they've been busy. Um, actually, really, in terms of uh, 
in terms of signings, the generals, they got one guy that I already have known for a few years now. Um, and I'll, I got a story behind this one, Fabian Guerra receiver, Fairmont state. So a little background. I know a lot about Guerra. Guerra is from he's his up and coming was actually AAF. He also was in the AFL was co-rookie of the year in 2019 for that. Um, he also has been in the NAL, unfortunately with the Albany empire. That's all I'm going to say about that. That was, that's unfortunate, but nonetheless, he's been a spring league veteran for a while, but he's been a good, like slot quality receiver. Also a great return man. Um, and he actually, this was an interesting one is he's, uh, you know, some players ask, where do I want to go? You know, he pulled, a he, he pulled like a fricking Ruben Foster where he's like, Hey, where should I go? Mm. And, you know, everyone kind of threw in their opinion and well, out of the blue, a few days later, boom, general sign him on. So, you know, good that he made his choice. You know, I wouldn't have had qualms either way. It's just, you know, it's a team that I think needs his help. He's a quality veteran guy and a speedster. So I'm liking where he went. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the other two pickups, the general's other two free agent signings this year, both USFL pickups from the draft. This past year, they picked up their 31st overall, the 31st overall pick in Victor Jones, defensive tackle from Akron, gets some action involved over in New Jersey. And then they also picked up the 69th overall pick, nice, uh, of Jalen Holston from Virginia Tech, which I'm going to have fun with that joke no matter what. I don't care what show I'm on. But as you and I know, Stefan, um, they do need a second back behind Darius Victor because, uh, as we know, whatever happened with Trey Williams last year happened, um, and I don't see him coming back anytime soon. So they were going to be sticking, you know, Colson Davis they also have. So Jalen Holson gets signed on. They need a second true back that they were looking for, and I think this is where this begins. Victor, no matter what's getting his spot, but now it's about who's really getting that second RB position going into next year's training camp. And this is a signing I think they wanted really bad. Right on, right on. Overall, I mean, the wheels are in motion. Everything's starting to move closer and closer and closer to season three. I I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about that we just spent the last 40, 45 minutes or so talking about players from the USFL either going to the NFL, going back to the USFL, or players joining the USFL for a season three. All in all, dare I say, things are looking pretty, pretty, pretty dang good when it comes to either being a player, a coach, or a fan of spring football and the USFL. I, it's going to be a big season. We're going to have yep. a big spring stock. We're going to have a big summer stock. And then I think the real crazy conversation, just to look forward that season four, that's, I mean, it's history. It's history. It we just need, it the is. only thing that stands between us is this off season and this upcoming season. <laughs> it's a long path an- that there, but it's looking pretty good. Just get another good, as we've been doing, just get another good year of quality football in, keep pushing it out in the interest. And again, keep showing that, hey, you know, to fans or folks that are, Again, it's a steep climb for folks that are casual fans that acknowledge spring leagues. Right. Keep showing you're here. Mm-hmm. That does matter. Oh, sure. They're saying, hey, we didn't go anywhere. Like, this is here to stay. This isn't the usual story. We are changing the script. Mm-hmm. So 
this year is, we said last year's important. This one even more vital. I think even more hinges on it, but in a good way, they're in a great position where they are. And, and, and we don't even know where they're wait. playing yet. Like we know, right. we know Birmingham, we know Canton, we know Memphis, we know Detroit. We're not so sure on where in Detroit. I, I From what I understand, Ford Field's 100% still in the mix. So there's just details that need to be worked through and, you know, all of those types of things. But we don't know where else the league may land in 2024. Are we going to see it come to Houston all in? Are we going to see New Orleans get in the mix? I know the the rumor mill's been running hot on that one. Yeah, there have been a lot of rumor mills on that New Orleans one. Right. That's what, what I know. All I'm telling you, I, I have my, my one request I continue from the end of last year, put a tri-state hub in if you're going to do a hub. Get New Jersey and Philadelphia in one city. I'm telling you, cost savings plus you get the two bases together should help with attendance that people argue about. Right. So. I'm just, I'm call me crazy, but if you if you figure it out, pick either somewhere in New Jersey, somewhere in Philadelphia, make it a hub. You're going to get fans. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because it's that close. 100%. So. And so this is what makes the off season so fun because day by day by day by day, we get closer to the answer of where they're going to play, when they're going to play, and who's going to play and where. And I'm looking forward to it, Zachy boy. I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to season three. I've been having fun in the off season. It's been a wild summer. Somehow, some way, we traded places. You chopped off the beard. I grew the beard. I'll be honest. I'm ready to get rid of mine, but I know people don't want me to, but I don't hey, know. We'll you, see. You know what? Maybe we'll, we'll listen to comments. Maybe the thing is we'll... We'll give it some time. You know it's going to be a little bit or possibly a bit before we do another show. Um, and so maybe I, maybe we flip back. Maybe I go back <laughs> to the computer. I don't know. Like, Look, it's it's getting cooler. I'm going to go start doing some more outdoorsy stuff in Arizona because it's not going to be 115 degrees every day of the, of the week. It's oh, on the horizon. You think it's ending, Zach? No, 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 no. It, it'll end in like November. No, 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 no. It's already going down. I'm looking at the, I've looked That's at the apps. The it's Arizona already going down to hundreds. Uh, it's not 110s right now. It's 100 degrees. Well, once it gets to like 90s, 80s, that like end oh, of September. Legit. End once September. it gets to 100 after the gauntlet of heat, I, I'm telling you, once it's like 100 degrees at like 8 o'clock at night, one day you're going to be outside and be like, yeah, this feels nice. And you're going to look and be like, it's 100 degrees. I I remember it vividly from like my first two or three years there where I'd look <laughs> yes. at like my, my phone or whatever and be like, how did I think that that was enjoyable temperature, but your body reacclimates, give it another summer. And you'll be like, Oh man, it's feeling pretty good. And it'll be like 109 out, you know, <laughs> like some, some number that you never expected to feel comfortable in oh my, while we're on the subject of, uh, off season, off topic, because we haven't done that. No. Again, that's another thing we haven't done in a while. Um, you know how we've talked in the, I think we brought this up on the show, just talking Arizona or like the heat section of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, well, you've always told me that going up north, um, if you live out here, you're going to, you're going to feel the cold way more than you used to when you go back up. Yep. So in October, I <laughs> I had a random combo the other day with a friend of mine. They're like, Hey, you should come on up here. I'll uh, come up here for the fall, like October wise. I'm like, oh, we're gonna test that real quick, aren't oh, we? Oh, you're because gonna freeze. <laughs> it's colder up in up near Chicago. It is definitely a different. It's a different vibe than Indianapolis. Indianapolis is like Seattle if you were in the Midwest. Like that's right. the best description I got for you. Chicago is the actual cold north. Mm. So, 
I'll tell you That's this. That's going to be fun. I was just in Illinois and Michigan uh, for the Woodward Cruise at the end of August. Okay. And I was the only person wearing a sweater. Because <laughs> I was in cold. August. It was cold. It was like 75. I'm telling you, Zach. This is like 75. <laughs> and then at night, it got down to like the 60s, maybe even the high 50s. That's a little too cold uh, for me. I'm, I'm dreaming of a campfire with <laughs> khaki shorts, sandals. Uh, freaking uh freaking exercise tea marshmallows and s'mores there you go that's all i think about there you go no the the campfire that's the way to go man get signed up I, i'm dying for a campfire yeah. i can't do one like per notice full disclosure i can't do one at my apartment or there's not really anywhere nearby um funny you know wildfires and stuff are a lot more prevalent out in arizona so yeah it's dry like, you can't just throw a fire together otherwise uh you start a natural disaster and then we're yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not going to be part of that. Like I got podcasts and a job to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the guy that's on the news and be like, well, we we've narrowed down the source of the fire from one Zach Kyleman, and up uh, it was it was strictly written that there was no fires allowed in an apartment complex, but somehow he thought it wasn't going to be a big deal. And your face Officer, is like that on could the be screen. Any Zach Kyleman. <laughs> yeah. That could be any. This is Zach why Kyle you was. shaved. We figured it out, folks. This is why you shaved. You're, you're, you were plastered on TV. Uh oh, we're getting to the bottom of this. <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's all we've got for this show. Um, for for my for my partner here, the rep. I'm Zach Kyleman. Uh, again, you won't see me as much, but I ain't going away. Um. I know you'll see you'll see the, you'll see the Stefan's Sorry, face guys. one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> one way or another, you'll see his uh, shaven or bearded mug on another on a next episode of the USFL podcast. Um, I'll be on whenever next is possible. Um, expect James Larson, I imagine, to be very much a good fill. I mean, damn good fill. And who am I kidding? Like, you want to talk about the dude that is one of the key insiders in spring football? Like, yeah, you want him on this show. So he's going to be here for episodes. I mean, we got great plans ahead. Spring and summer stock coming up next year. Motor City meetup. I mean, I got stuff to do with this with this in USFL newsroom. I can't wait to do it. And we can't wait to show you off more things and hear what the league's got to say and react to it as we like to have fun with when we get that chance to say. So uh, more exciting, fun times ahead. I can't wait. And, hey, maybe I've got a, maybe I've got a spring football team in my future in Arizona, I hear. Uh, possibly we'll see (laughs) See how that pans out that pans out (laughs) see how that pans out in tempe uh but anyhow until next time catch you all later subscribe to our youtube channel click the bell builds morale subscribe to those social pages and catch you on episode 67 thanks for staying with us can't wait for another year that is ahead on this show